This is the Sergio Rodriguez Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. Today, our final football show of the year. It's finally this NFL season, which many thought would never get completed, is finally coming to an end. Kansas City and Tampa Bay will battle out for the rights to call themselves champions of the 2020-2021 NFL season. We're going to have Peter King from NBC Sports joining us in a little bit to discuss not only the Super Bowl, but a lot of issues that are going on in the NFL with a bunch of other teams that I'm going to tell you about in a couple of seconds here. But before I tell you about that stuff, let's talk about Fairfield Physical Therapy Center. Located in the Fairfield Commons, Suite G106 is owned and operated by Justin Solotov, who has 20 years of experience in the field of orthopedic physical therapy. Call Justin at 973-276-1313 and stop living with pain and discomfort. M&J Luxury, Inc., for the most unique experience in the medical transportation business, call MNJ. Located in New York City with over a thousand cars at your disposal, call them at 718-278-2222 or 914-484-7264. You know, before we bring Peter King on, I I I have to I have to go over a couple of things with with you guys that i want you to think about so that you're you're more prepared for his answers when when he gives them to us you know the jets quarterback situation that's something that that i'm gonna speak to 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 peter about tua and miami okay what what exactly how do they feel about about that situation there because there's been a lot of grumblings um from players and and comments been made that you know maybe he wasn't the guy and uh they might have done something if if it's Patrick would have played so I'm going to speak to him about that I have to also ask Peter about Lamar and the and the Ravens because you know I've always said that he's a really good football player, but this is the second or third year now in a row where nothing happens in the postseason, and I think that they're going to keep on butting their heads. We're going to discuss the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants. I'm going to I'm going to ask Peter about the 49ers because that's obviously another situation where a quarterback going there could make a difference from day one. We're obviously going to discuss the Super Bowl. I'm not as high on Tampa. I haven't been on high. I haven't been high on Tampa the entire year. I'm, I'm curious to see what Peter's take is on that. But before we go to Peter, or the sponsor for the Peter King interview, is our our, our good friend Stan Sports Center. Stan Sports Center is your local full service authorized team dealer for all of your favorite sports brands. Family owned and operated. Stans has proudly supplied apparel, uniforms, equipment, varsity jackets, and much more for the entire tri-state area since 1946. Find them online at stansportctr.com. 
and contact them today for your sporting goods needs. And joining me right now from NBC Sports, my good friend, Peter King. Peter, how are you? George, how's it going? Can't complain, can't complain, man. You know, another NFL season that everyone thought would not or would have more issues, but we've made it through and now we're down to one game. Yeah, I was among those who, uh, at the beginning of the year, I thought Richard Sherman said something to me in, um, I don't know, July or August, I think August, when I asked him, do you think the season is going to get played in its entirety? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, when the NFL sets its mind to doing something, it usually can do it. And uh, that's, you know, the NFL has the money to do it. And that, to me, is probably the biggest thing that, you know, ESPN reported a week or so ago that, you know, the tab for uh, for all of the protocols that the NFL followed, the, the testing and, and everything like that, the tab for that was somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million. So you say, oh, my God, how can they afford that? Well, that's about one-tenth of what NBC pays them to do Sunday night football. <laughs> so you got to put everything in perspective, basically. I want to go around the league before we discuss the Super Bowl. And I want to start in Indianapolis. What are the Colts going to do with the quarterback situation moving forward? Well, the Colts would have really liked to have had Matt Stafford. But, uh, and I think their owner, uh, Jim Irsay, is very, you know, is like, he's about as aggressive as, as the Rams are. You know, I mean, but Chris Ballard, who his GM is, obviously Chris Ballard is uh, talking, is thinking about building a team for the next 15 years, not the next three years. So it would have cost the Colts, probably would have cost them 2-1. They picked 21st overall, and by the time the, uh, you know, the Lions got deep into this, they knew that, you know, at the beginning, they wanted at least a good one, like a, a, a mid-round one, like the Patriots at 15. Correct. But after they after they started, you know, fishing a little bit around the league, they found out that they were definitely going to be able to get more than that. And so I think that that's when the Colts said, essentially, we don't, we're really not interested. And... I don't know. At the end of the day, I think they'll be in the Sam Darnold market, <clears throat> especially if, I mean, I'm assuming just like you are that uh, the Jets most likely are going to take a quarterback with that second pick overall. They might take that Oregon tackle whose name I can never pronounce, but um, I think, I think it's a good chance that they're going to try to start over uh, at the quarterback position. And then who knows, maybe get, uh, a mid two plus something from the Colts for Darnold, but I think there will be a market for Darnold. It won't be a really robust market, but there will be a market for him. Is 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 Ben going to come back? Is Big Ben coming back? Yeah, he says he wants to, and the Steelers want to make it work. Um, and so, with those two factors being the case, um, 
my guess is that, yeah, he's going to come back. I think the issue with Ben is, you know, the Steelers are a very, very loyal organization. They probably stayed two years too long with Chuck Knoll, uh, you know, back in the 90s <laughs> before going to Cower. Uh, they, they've, they've always been a patient organization, and they've treated their people very well. If I were the Steelers, I'd want to make the change right now. I would want to start moving on, and and uh, even if that meant trading Ben for something, let's say a low second-round pick or something, and he goes somewhere for two years, who knows? I don't know. But I think that they're being a little bit if, – if the Ben Roethlisberger who finished this season returns next September, you know, kind of heavy – uh, you know, looking old and slow and being able to have some good games, but not being good every week. I mean, I, if I were the Steelers, I wouldn't have any interest in that. I would want to just move on and, and start anew. But I, I think it would be incumbent on Mike Tomlin to basically say to him, Ben, love you, love to have you back, but I'd really like you to come back 15 or 20 pounds lighter and being able to move in and in and around the pocket a little bit better, but I, I don't I don't know that they have the kind of relationship to do that. But that's what I'd do if I were them. Speak to me about the Dolphins because you know I was never very high on Tua when he was coming out, and after watching yeah. and after watching him, he just does not pop like Burrow or Herbert. Right. Where yeah. are the Dolphins right now? Because I'm I hear a lot. I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised at what we saw in Tua this year. And as for where the Dolphins are, uh, they're in a tough spot, really, because they saw what everybody else saw this year. Tua, at least as of this moment, is not in Burroughs' league. He's not in uh, Herbert's league. Now, you know, understand that <clears throat> Burrow and Herbert are probably extraordinary guys. And all rookies are not like that. They're very seldom. I mean, Patrick Mahomes played one game as a rookie. Carson Palmer never played as a rookie. Look at all the guys. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years. So it's a little weird to look at what those other two guys did the first year. And when I look at Tua, what I sort of, what I sort of say is, you know, he's a – He's a really, really good athlete. He's not afraid of anything. He's, he's not going to be intimidated or anything like that. And so if I were the Dolphins, I would give him, I would, I would stick with him this year absolutely, completely, totally. I wouldn't think about taking a quarterback this year because it's really kind of unfair when you take a quarterback fifth overall he has a shaky rookie year, but not an awful rookie year. And then you take somebody to challenge him for the job. It's just not right. You know, the Dolphins are in a healthy draft position. And if I were them, I really might, I might seriously consider trading one of those picks for a pick that included a one next year. Because you might need to use the one next year on a quarterback, a higher one. Take me to the NFC East where the Giants, I think, have to start thinking quarterback again. 
Washington needs a quarterback. But, but you know what, Serge, you think that, but they don't think that. Well, and they're, they're not. And, but, but you know what, not, Peter, that's why they're a five-win team. That's why they're a six-win right. team. <laughs> but they're not going to pick a quarterback this year. Okay, but and, that's why they're a six-win team. And what about yeah, the— Yeah, it could be. Could be. But Daniel Jones has his moments. He but does. I agree with you. There are still questions about Daniel Jones. It's the Just turnovers. Like the I turnovers. Have, the turnovers, yeah. I would also have questions about what to do long-term with Saquon. I mean, I don't know if I want to pay a running back 20 million bucks. Exactly. I mean, I, hey, I can tell you, I don't want to pay a running back 20 million bucks. I wouldn't, I even, mean, I wouldn't even have drafted a running a, back that high. Of course. It was a terrible draft choice. He's a great guy, and he's an excellent player. I'm not taking a running back second overall in any draft. I mean, I just, you know, I – I was just doing the uh, the the results, long term results of the Rams Titans trade in 2016 for Jared Goff, okay, and and now how it how it basically impacts the trade for Stafford. I mean, to get Jared Goff, they traded uh, they traded up with their own one, 15-6. They gave another one the following year, and they gave two twos uh, and then a three. So they paid a monstrous amount to move up to Tennessee, with Tennessee. <clears throat> and out of that haul, you know what Tennessee got? <clears throat> and then they got a one and a three the following year. Out of that haul, you know what Tennessee got? What? They got Jack Conklin, who played four years of tack good played four years for them well at tackle. They got Derrick Henry. They got Jonu Smith. Uh, and they got Corey Davis. And the other guys were kind of throwaways. Correct. But they got four incredibly solid NFL players, including a guy who's probably going to the Hall of Fame at, at running back. And so, you know, and, and now they turn around and they trade that for, you know, for Stafford sure we'll get to that but my only point there is that you know the 43rd pick in 2016 uh was Derrick Henry the second pick in 2018 was Saquon Barkley <laughs> it's ridiculous you can find running backs Alvin Kamara uh drafted whatever like 67 Kareem Hunt drafted in the 80s and in his rookie year, he wins a rushing title. Drafting a running back in the top 10. And look, with all due respect, I love McCaffrey. I'm sorry. I'm not taking a running back eight overall. I I'm with you, too. Peter, I got about five things that I want to ask you before we go into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Give me, I'll be quicker. Give me 30 seconds here. The Cowboys and Prescott. I don't see any way that they're going to get rid of him. I think they're going to find a way to sign him. And if they don't, they'll get, uh, they'll use the franchise tag on him. He's just too valuable to the franchise. And too, he's the most important athlete right now, in my opinion, in the state of Texas. And, you know, that encompasses a lot of people. But I think he is so valuable not only to the team, but to the franchise as a whole and to the whole America's team team. What do the 49ers do about a quarterback? 
I think they'll play the field. They they felt around. They nibbled at the edges of uh, of Stafford and knew the price would be more than they'd want to pay. Plus, the other problem is Detroit liked Goff better than Garoppolo. So, you know, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. We'll find out. But uh, I think I think San Francisco, when all is said and done, will stay with Garoppolo and hold their breath that um, he doesn't miss half the games again. What about the, uh, the Ravens and Lamar? This is the third year in a row that uh... – that offense looks fine to win you games in a regular season, but it's too easy to scheme up from a good defensive standpoint. I think, you know, the Ravens have a major issue if they're down by 10 points in the third quarter because they're not great coming from behind through the air, but they are, you know, they're an all-time great running team. And I think the Ravens, still believe that if they get I'll tell you exactly what they're looking for Serge right now they are looking for AJ Brown and you might laugh and say well isn't everybody correct they want a big receiver who is 10 pounds shy of being a tight end but is uh quick for his size and uh can be very physical on downfield routes. And that's exactly what the, you were going to see them, in, I believe, either pick a big wide receiver or try to trade for one or get one in free agency. That is their biggest goal this offseason. My last question before we speak about Tampa and KC. Nick Sirianni to the Eagles. Good hire, bad hire, and what's up with the quarterback there? Well, that cannot be answered in 30 seconds, but I'll give you my incredible Cliff Notes version okay. of an answer. Number one, um, Nick Sirianni has uh, a huge seal of approval from Frank Reich. And Frank Reich, I think, is, is he's a mild-mannered guy, but he knows coaching. And he really vouches for this guy and says he's going to be great. We'll see. I mean, he hasn't had to deal with, you know, as I call them in my column the other day, you know, the, the city of brotherly confrontation. He, he hasn't had to deal with that in the media or with the fans yet. So we'll see how he does. But, you know, you asked about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, uh, I'll give you a little factoid about Carson Wentz. In 16 years of uh, schooling, Elementary school, middle school, high school, and college. 16 years. Carson Wentz never got a B in his life. Every course, every one that he ever took, he got an A. So you think that's funny? It's true. No, I'm, and, I'm laughing because I went, I, I went to the Newark school system and I never got a B, but I got a lot of C's. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. He never got less than an A. <laughs> and so... But, he, but here's, the, here's, the, here's the reason I bring that up. You know, even for a guy who comes from North Dakota and all that stuff, and, and, and I mean, he's, he got to be very, very hard to coach. Okay? He thought he had the answers. He got very pissed off when they picked uh, Jalen Hurts. 
and he was looking over his shoulder. He didn't take criticism well. He didn't take hurts being around him well, and that sort of ruined him on this season. Now, should the Colts uh, go make a play for him? Should Philadelphia turn around and try to say, uh, we'll trade the 21st pick, we'll, we'll, we'll trade Wentz for the 21st pick in the draft and then start over at quarterback? I don't think that's impossible. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's impossible. But I do think they brought Sirianni in to try to fix Carson Wentz. Let's discuss this Super Bowl really quickly here because I must tell you that I was not high on Tampa the whole year like a lot pe- like a lot of people were. They're they're a team that played well against bad teams, struggled against good teams except for Green Bay and and even the other day. I mean, Brady basically tried to give the game away. How do you see this game playing out? I think Kansas City ultimately is going to have too much firepower for them. But, you know, you're the pro, man. You're the guy. What do you see? Well, I think I think it's going to be hard. I picked Tampa, but basically I picked them because on Labor Day weekend, I wrote a column and said that Tampa will win the Super Bowl 30-25 to 25 over Baltimore. So I'm going to stick with that. And I can definitely see it happening. But I also think it's going to be very hard for them to win. Let me just tell you one quick story. Seven days after the Super Bowl, when New England came back from 28-3 to down to beat Atlanta, I sat with Tom Brady for two hours and we talked about, we dissected that game totally from every direction. Went back over uh, every important play in the game. And then we started talking about things, uh, about why he's been able to, hang in there and his pliability and his training, all that stuff. He said one thing to me that will never leave me. And that is at the end of the fourth quarter, the last day, last half of the fourth quarter and in overtime when it was really nut cutting time, I said to him, the two receivers you went to the most were Chris Hogan and Malcolm Mitchell. Why? And he looked at me and he said, Peter, 122 practices. He goes, you know, why do I throw to Chris Hogan at at this crucial time? I know from throwing him however many balls, you know, in the last five months, you know, I know precisely when we have a, you know, like a, a, you know, sort of a hitch route. I know exactly where he's going to be when I throw to him after when he hits the 16 yard mark. And so, so the only reason I tell you that is that I think that the reason why the Bucks, you know, why you saw plays like Brady to Scotty Miller with eight seconds left in the first half is because Brady is probably now, including off-season uh, workouts, Brady has probably now had 130, 135 sessions that included Scotty Miller. And so... Once you have had that many times on the field with the same guy, all of a sudden you've thrown the same pass to him 150 times, let's just say. Correct. You sort of know where he's going to be and you know where how, how much to lead him and all that. And that's why Bruce Arians called that play right before halftime instead of trying to just get you know a 15-yard out and then kick an easy field goal because I think it's possible for Tampa to win, but 
I just watched that game back, the, the Week 12 game with uh, Tampa and Kansas City. And Tyreek Hill was playing at one speed, and all their defensive backs were playing uh, like JV high school speed. <laughs> and it was just so it was just so striking. And I think they'll be better. I mean, look at the last three plays of the championship game against Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, three biggest plays of the year. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. And his third play, two backup safeties bracketed Devontae Adams and prevented the ball from uh, from being thrown in there. So, I don't know. The way I look at it, I'm, I, if, I suppose if I had to go to Vegas and bet 10 bucks on this game, I'd probably bet Kansas City, but... Uh, I want to be a genius on Monday and say, see, I knew it all along, so I'm taking Tampa. Peter, you're the best. I'm not. You're the best, Serge. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot for for, uh, reaching out and really enjoy talking to you. I love you, man. You're, You're the best. You've been listening to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other.